Welcome to That's Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Cece Calbanero, and I'll be sharing stories of miracles, God moments, and unpacking the truth behind what joy truly means. My friend, when God gives you a direct call on your life, be sure to answer it. Here's to answering my call together. Hello, guys, and welcome back to That's Joy, the podcast. It is season three. I cannot even believe that two seasons under the belt, stepping into season three, clearly with a new, uh, what is this? Our studio. This is our studio, but also our home. I'm not sitting here alone right now. If you're watching on YouTube, you see this handsome fellow to my right, who is my husband, Um, If you guys have not listened to previous episodes, then I'm catching you up right now. But my joyful noise of the week. So just to give it a little backtrack, if this is your first episode that you're coming across, that is That's Joy. I am your host, Cece, and every week we share at the top of every episode just a little joyful noise. Joyful noise is just our version of good news. What are the good things that are happening in the world? Let's highlight more of that. And this week, my joyful noise is that you get to call me Mrs. Lutz. That is right. Mr. Lutz is sitting beside me, and I am so grateful. So, I just wanted to say thank you so much for your grace and patience over the last four weeks. Um, Y'all have showed up. Like even while I wasn't producing a weekly episode for the last four weeks, the numbers have still continued to rise. You're listening to old episodes. You're sharing it with friends. You're tagging me on social, tagging that joy on social. And it is such a, a cool thing to see where it's reaching. I was actually surprised going through just the demographics of where that joy is reaching and surprisingly enough we're in several countries and south africa is one of the most popular most listened to uh countries that is streaming that joy as well as europe and asia and the philippines and so when i even say that out loud i continue to be mind blown because god's doing something through this vessel that is that joy and i feel so fortunate and just so blessed to be able to be in the driver's seat with you guys so today i'm in the driver's seat but also i got somebody in the car and like i shared my husband jonathan lutz is back and he is joining us on today's episode so jonathan welcome welcome Wow, like three intros for the name. I know. The Lutzes. The Lutzes are here. Um, Jonathan has actually been on two different episodes, so you are the first three-time guest. Who's How the, other, who's the two-timers? Jamie and Ash. Okay, <laughs> so I'm the best. Exactly, you're the best. Feels great. <laughs> if you're watching video, we got a great view, we got... A lot of natural light here. It's a cloudy day, but still natural light. Yeah. And our hope Beautiful. is that um, we'll stream every That Joy episode from right here. So if we have local guests who are able to come in, we'll swing our home doors open and then we'll jump into this seat that Jonathan's sitting in and um, be our guest. But today, we, as we promised, as I promised and told Jonathan that this is what we were doing, um, we're talking about our wedding story. And so... It felt fitting to obviously have both of us on to just share all of it. I mean, right behind our camera here in our studio is our wedding photos. And I'm looking at them and shout out to Alexa if you're listening to this. She's one of my good friends and one of the most talented wedding photographers in the industry. But she captured just our day so beautifully. And I can't wait to share the entire story with you guys. But by the way, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't really want to hear the wedding story, we are sharing some big news at the very end of this episode. No, we're not pregnant. Just going to put that out there now because people are probably going to wonder that that's it. But we have exciting news, (laughs) exciting news at the end of the episode. So um, stay tuned. So Jonathan, for the peeps who haven't listened to episode 25, they haven't listened to episode 68, they're like, who's Cece's husband? What? She got married? Will you give the peeps just a little background on 
who Jonathan Lutz is. All right. Well, where do you want me to go with this? What do we want to... Just what do it. We... I met you. Who are you? You do this so well in the elevators here. Jonathan, like, introduces himself or asks people who they are everywhere around our apartment building. And so, give us a little of that. I'm a good old country boy. <laughs> no. From outside of Tennessee. Hey, y'all. In Tennessee, outside of Nashville. Oh, yeah. Um, a little <laughs> off there. But, yeah, I'm a Tennessee boy, if you can't hear from the voice. Not a Californian. Uh, so, a little different... What do you call that? Accent. Childhood. <laughs> Accent, childhood, upbringing. That's the word I was looking for, uh, but uh, skipped, skipped my mind. But yeah, from Tennessee, I grew up in a Christian household, got amazing parents, amazing family, went from high school to play college football, played football in Kentucky, really small school. I was a very subpar athlete. Um, I was an above average worker, so I worked hard didn't really matter. I still was subpar, um, but got out of college, moved to Nashville. I uh, got personal training and online coaching and met Cece at church. I actually got uh, into church here from a friend and then met Cece through a friend. Reagan's probably listening. Hopefully um, she's listening. We've gave her a shout out so many times, but um, yeah, Reagan introduced us and the rest is history. Very true. We love it. That's the concise version. I will say, if you're interested to know more about who Jonathan is, episode 25 is the one where we literally, like, I interview you. And that was the first time you were on That's Joy. So listen back to that episode if you want um, more on him. But today's the wedding story, so we got to dive in. Boom. Man. Okay. I feel like this is the question that all the girlies always ask first. And they're like, oh my gosh. Did you always know when, how? Always know. That I was the one, baby. Oh, you're asking me? <laughs> yes, yes. And then I'll go. I don't know that if that's a fair question. Yeah. I don't think that's even a thing. Like love at first sight or the, the concept of that. I don't believe in that. I think you have to get to know somebody to know first. So I would say the answer is no. I didn't always know. But obviously we got married pretty quick. So I knew quickly, um, yeah. but pretty much for me, similar to Cece, I didn't date growing up a ton. Obviously, like I talked to people, um, but knew who I was looking for and what I was looking for specifically. So I wasn't going to go out on a date with somebody that I didn't see as a future wife. So I suspected and expected that if I went out with somebody, that that would be the person I was going to marry or hoped. So turned out that way. So short answer, no, but... In the, the background, kind of subconsciously, yes. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I don't believe in love at first sight. You got to get to know somebody a little bit. No, that's true. Very, very true. I was going to say go there because a lot of girls listening do um, think that sometimes. And I feel like that shies us away from even getting to know someone for who they are because we think that that first moment has to be so electric and like, next level and you just have this aha that's the one and uh, that wasn't necessarily the case we do have a lot of god's stories weaved into every encounter that we had um just a quick little background like when we first met at church we were meeting at the exit doors and i remember jonathan had been following me on social and i followed him back because i thought he was cute and when we got introduced by Reagan, um, I remember looking at that tall glass of handsome. <laughs> is that what they say? Glass tall glass of, of wine, milk? I think is what you oh. say. Tall glass of milk. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. But I remember seeing him in person. I was like, oh my gosh, he's even cuter in person than he is on social. Which, great for you. The Lord blessed you. But wow. um, I remember seeing him then. And here's the part that I want you to hear. I literally prayed after. And obviously, I, I was 27 at the time and really praying for my future husband. And so at that turn, I was like, huh, God. And it was just a quick whisper. It wasn't anything crazy. But I was like, if there's anything to do with that man, I pray that you would make the doors open. If not, shut it. Simple as that. And that prayer was the prayer that I continued to pray throughout our dating, our dating life. 
I mean, at every turn, I was literally praying and journaling. And I have now journals upon journals of just all of these entries saying, God, if this is it, then I pray that you make it happen and asking for signs and just asking for clarity. And I think we shy away from even asking God for those things. Um, and he wants to bless us with them. And I'm so grateful that I have been on the receiving end of those blessings. I mean, one example, I don't know if I shared this before, but we went to breakfast with Aaron and on the way to breakfast, I was even like, should I go? I don't know. Cause you had quickly invited me after church and I was like, shoot, okay, I'm going to go. And on the way to church, I was literally praying. I was like, God, I know this is so weird, but I pray that he would cover the whole table's bill. If there's anything to do with this man and you literally grabbed the check and I was like wait no no no, it's okay like I could pay for myself and you're like no I got it I got it <laughs> do you remember that? take notes man no, <laughs> first watch yeah I do remember yeah. yeah and so when you um paid for that in full I was like whoa that just happened and so that was one example of like I said the many where I was just praying at every turn so I guess for me I didn't always know but as time progressed God continued to give me more and more clarity that this was my future husband and so um I don't know if there was like an exact when and how for me but yeah it was just moment after moment there you go so nice that's great um you need to share because this is like the man's part the ring story what's the ring story the ring ring story when we got it when you went alone what that looked like i feel like so many girls are like how what goes through a man's head how long did he keep it for like all give us the juice you know okay yeah so first things first i was there was no chance that i was going to go buy one without her seeing it because if you know her, she's, I don't want to use the word picky, but like particular, that's the that's word. That's a kind word. Yeah, she needs to to have her details. The details, she loves the details. We love the details. So I was like, okay, we're obviously going to look at this thing together. Um, so obviously she knew and we had been talking about it. Um, but yeah, we went, looked at a ring, knew what she needed or what she wanted. <laughs> so I was able to order that. Honestly, timelines, I'm so bad with timelines. Yeah. Anybody who knows me knows I'm so bad with dates and it offends some people and that's okay because I'm working on it and that's just how it is right now. But um, yeah, I don't remember timelines in terms of when I bought it, but I do know that it took a while for it to get in. So she was expecting me to propose to her sooner than it happened. First things first. Yeah. That's like, she yeah. was definitely waiting. Like every weekend she was, I'm assuming, just thinking like, oh, is, is this going to be the weekend? Like, what are we doing? He hasn't told me any plans or anything. Um, so obviously made her delay on that. But that's because <laughs> the ring was taking a while to get in. Uh, and then I got it in and I had, I guess there was about two weeks between when I got it and when um, I proposed. But mm. what held me back from doing it the week prior was just obviously getting people like timelines up. Like I can't just get the ring and then be like, everybody I'm proposing in three days. Hope, hope you can be there. Right. So yeah. luckily her friends were really uh, helpful in setting everything up. And we talked about this on an yeah, episode, right? right? So we gave yeah. the whole story of the proposal, but yeah, the timeline was a little extended because of shipping. So <laughs> um, yeah, she was getting a little maybe frustrated. I don't know. Upset. Or I don't know where that's for you to say, but <laughs> not frustrated or upset. I don't know if those words are fitting. Just like hopeful, and then like, oh, not this weekend, maybe next. So I don't know what you'd call that, but yeah, but go listen to that episode too. I don't to know what episode, episode that was. Sixty-eight. Um, and we're grateful because now I would wait for this this girl right here. I should put a little ding, little sound behind that because that's what it's giving. Um, boom. So that's a bit of our ring story. And now just on to the wedding part. So when, how, where, what of the wedding, I feel like we gave the internet our corner of the internet. I mean, yeah. Our friends. Our friends. (laughs) (laughs) We gave our friends.
All right, after a little technical difficulties, we're diving back in, and here we are. Praise. We love a new setup. There's grace for new things. Um, we're diving into our wedding story now. So, you guys, when, how, where, what, we need to, we need to spill the tea. So, Jonathan, Jonathan, <laughs> I can't even say your name. Jonathan, give us a little tea on the, uh, let's see. The win and the uh, how? The win and the how. Yeah. Date-wise yeah. or, wow, she puts me on the spot yeah. after I literally just said, actually about about 30 minutes ago in this point in time due to technical difficulties, but five minutes ago in the podcast timeline um, that I'm bad with dates. So That's right. we, start, we started planning for the California wedding. Um, shoot, when was it? Four weeks out, probably from the day. Five, I think. Five weeks out. So we had to confirm with family, confirm with um, just our closest people that it would work out yeah. uh, for specifically my family traveling because her family was kind of already there. Yeah. But we made it happen somehow. Somehow. A little bit of stress, a little bit of time. Um, made it happen. Got my whole family tickets flown out. My parents were quick to get tickets. They were. And then December 16th. But here's the thing with all of it that I don't want to get lost because literally like glory to God for everything. I'm not kidding you guys. Like we planned a wedding. Like it was an elopement, but we still had like the bells and whistles of a bouquet and a venue and a dinner and outfits for our families and flights and hotels and car rentals and like all of these different things that need planning and basically for five weeks I feel like when we hit that second week mark we were like all right this weekend we're literally just planning um but it was at that point where we literally were like okay here are our options it almost felt like every evening we were looking at things and it was mainly me being very particular. Checking things off the CC to-do list. I had a shared note with him and we were running. She did. List. I was like, here are the things you're owning. Here are the things I'm owning. That's just the leadership in me that I can't shake. But anyhow, I'm not kidding you. The amount of doors that swung open, it was so evident that December 16th was the date. Like it truly didn't make sense because typically even for flights, let's go there. When your parents started looking for flights, I mean, on average to get to LA, it's like four to $500. They found flights for three something and then had a bunch of points they were sitting on. So then it was like, yep, done and dusted. Even though it's five weeks out, we'll be there, you know, and shout out to all of our family who listens, especially Dana Lutz, because she literally like everyone bent over backwards and moved mountains it felt like to make our day like happen um let's give it a little bit of the behind the scenes too on like just the smaller intimate like I never thought that I would have a smaller intimate wedding and it wasn't until you planted that little seed yeah so I don't know <laughs> didn't lead me on there much with the question but um yeah I mean for me, I didn't really care. Like I would, do, I would go to the courthouse in Nashville and do it. Obviously, not ideal for most females, so that that wasn't an option. But um, just with timelines and things, her lease was up on her apartment. Yeah. Pretty much, we we were like, yeah, let's just do it. So yeah. my nature is to just send it. If you know me, I kind of just start stuff and just do it. So yeah. uh, I was like, yeah, let's just do it, and then. <laughs> And like I said, we confirmed with family first. Like right. we had to check, obviously. We weren't just going to go uh, and do it without family. But right. yeah, that, it was awesome. It was beautiful. Yeah. Something that I told Jonathan too, I was like, okay, like the non-negotiable is our immediate family. Like if our immediate family can be there, then we're literally going to send it. And if they can't, we'll figure it out and we'll do something later. And like we said, I mean, everybody's schedules, there was just so much alignment. And I need to give a shout out to like our literal vendors who just so happened to be my, like some of my closest people, Jay. I mean, Jay literally was someone who I met when I first moved to Nashville and 
he was someone who would host these Holy Spirit prayer nights. And if you've been listening to that's joy, I mentioned this a bunch, just how we all gathered, um, just random nights. It wasn't a super scheduled or formal thing, but he just opened up his one bedroom apartment and it got up to probably 25 to 30 people inside of his apartment. And we literally just prayed. And it was in that season. It was the first couple months of me living in Nashville where I just began to have people lay hands on me and pray for me and pray over my future husband and have prophetic words um, just said over me that were really what I felt like paving the way to who Jonathan is in a lot of ways. And so, um, when that happened, I was so grateful. And then Jay more recently just got his, what do you call it? License? His license to marry. (laughs) We don't even know. There's a word I think, but whatever. Um, so yeah, he recently got that under his belt and he had performed one of our friend's weddings performed. I don't even know. (laughs) It was a performance. <laughs> the terms for this. Anyhow, he was equipped and able to marry people. And when he, I found that out, I was like, holy moly, I pray to God that he can come to LA. And by the grace of God, that also worked out. And Jay was the one who ended up marrying us. And it was so sweet because you and Jay had your whole morning. Tell him a little bit about your guy time before. Yeah, so first things first, the first time I met Cece ever, Jay was there too. So that's a a cool, cool little note too. I don't think it's a big detail, but I think it's, I mean, cool little detail. But um, yeah, Cece's beat bopping all over the place with these questions. She's like, give me the rundown of you and Jay's morning. (laughs) So yeah, me and Jay, wedding morning. Now we're we're jumping to me and Jay's burrito and, and beach time. So um, yeah, we woke up pretty chill, um, got up, went to the beach. It was cold in California at the, that time. Was, I mean, I say cold, but cold for California. So yeah. probably 50 something in the morning. Yeah. Um, but did a, a little cold plunge in the ocean, me, Jay, and my brother. It was pretty amazing. It was beautiful out there. Waves were huge. And yeah, we went and got burritos, coffee, good little chill morning, went back and got ready and yeah, that was our, our morning. So. I said that because in my head, I was thinking like, it's so cool that Jay and I became really close friends first. And now Jay and Jonathan, like my husband and my one of my closest friends here in Nashville are now becoming close is, I don't know, such it feels like an answered prayer to me because I've always had hoped that my future husband would have good relationships with just not my family, not just my family, but all of my closest people too. And so I share that because that's what I was thinking in the background. I was like, that was so sweet. And it made no sense, but there's some context. Behind <laughs> um, so yeah, Jay ended up being the person that married us. And then second to that was the photographer, Alexa, who I mentioned at the top. Um, I had reached out to her. I mean, mind you, this girl is booked and busy. She has multiple weddings, clients, elopements, all the things. And so I remember telling Jonathan and I was like, I pray Alexa can come because not just one is her talent of photography next level, but two, her energy is, I mean, you love Alexa now. Like, yeah, so fun to be around. So fun to be around. Such a light. And I was like, God, if she could be there, that'd be amazing. And you guys of all days, December 16th was the last day she was going to be in California before she flew to Cayman for the holidays. And so I was like, are you joking? And mind you, these are every couple days we're figuring out and locking in another part of the wedding. And so it just felt like one day Jay said yes. We're like, all right, we got someone who's marrying us. A couple days later, reach out to Alexa. Alexa says yes. We're like, all right, we got a photographer. And then I reach out to Brittany who does hair and makeup and she is an incredibly talented hair and makeup artist who does celebrities all over LA, all over New York, and then some. I mean, check out her Instagram if you want to see the faces that she gets to work on. But I was like, this could be a long shot, but I'm just going to see if she's available. And sure enough, she ended up being in LA, which mind you, this girl travels like every weekend to Nashville, to New York, to like literally overseas sometimes. She happened to be in L.A. and was available. And so all of those doors swinging open, I was like, are you? Wow, God, 
Like, I see your fingerprints. I see you moving over this day. This feels like this is happening. And so that's, that's the vendors. That's, that's the how. What's to that? Um, and even the, um, the place we got married at oh, too was a, a huge, huge thing. Obviously like finding somewhere to have dinner after is not cheap in California. No. Um, and we didn't want to pay for a venue because also not cheap. And we found a free spot on the beach where we could do it and yes. an amazing, relatively cheap, like dining place oh for God. us as well. It ended up being like better than we thought it was going to be. Yeah. And she'll probably want to tell the whole story of the, the after fact, but uh-huh. yeah, the whole. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was another layer. Here's the thing that I want to also share to you. I know I'm jumping all over the place. Um, but I hope that this part lands. Lila was one of the last pieces. Lila is a good friend of mine as well who does wedding PR. You can check out her on Instagram, Be Inspired PR. But she plans weddings, specifically uh, celebrity weddings, like all over, um, a high concentration in LA. And so when I was thinking about where we were going to get married, we thought about the Bay Area and we're like, no, we love like SoCal. We've gone to Southern California together and it would just be so special to like be on a beach. That's something that I always envisioned, by the way. Like I always thought that I'd be by the ocean. And now looking at these photos, I'm like, God's so good. He's in the details, like the smallest details. And so I was like, you know what? We were looking at a bunch of different venues. Like he said, all of them cost an arm and a leg. Minimum for a lot of places was $90,000. I was like, that's the minimum spend? (laughs) That is nuts. So we were like, that's well out of the picture. And so um, I was like, wait, I should reach out to Lila. And so I did. And she's the one who recommended Tyrannia Resort. And so when we were looking at just the different dining options, there was this small room. And again, I'm not kidding you, you guys. I, it sounds like I'm making this stuff up, but truly I'm not. I envisioned like a small room and it was going to be like a private room, like banquet, not a full blown venue, but just like a private room. And when I reached out to Catalina Kitchen at Terranier Resort, she had shot back an image of the room. And I was like, holy moly, like, I didn't see it before, but if I could see something, that's it. And so that ended up being where we had our dinner. Um, and the whole day of December 16th, right? So this is all the things that were leading up to that day. That day felt like so anointed by the Lord. Um, there was one while Jonathan was surfing waves, body surfing and, um, running and eating burritos and doing dude things I felt called to go to the beach by myself and just pray and worship and journal um and it's one of the ways I love spending my mornings and I just knew on my wedding day I just wanted to be with the Lord with just me and so I did and um I end up listening to a bunch of worship I also am writing my vows yes I wrote I wrote mine like on the car ride over. (laughs) (laughs) They were so fire though. So I thought you did that long before. I actually wrote it in the hotel after I got ready. So. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, He's a writer. He's a content creator. But anyhow, um, I end up having this moment where I just feel the Holy Spirit's presence. I mean, the sunrise is coming up. I have Phil's coffee in my hand. If you know me, Phil's is like my favorite coffee shop ever. And there's only so many locations in California. There happened to be a location three miles down from our hotel. So I end up getting a cup of that, driving to the beach, sitting by the beach by myself and just playing worship music and just journaling and reading the Bible and writing and then writing my vows. And then I obviously am bawling. I'm crying so much. Did you cry? Writing yours? No? Writing them. Okay. We will have evidence of what happened later (laughs) when you read yours. But um, I had that moment and after I wanted to go for a walk to get some steps in and I came across this old couple and they um, were walking, holding hands. And I remember just like seeing them as I am walking, mind you, just got done having like the holiest moment, most intimate moment with the Lord. Psalm 139 really spoke to me where it speaks about the numbers, how your days are already counted and how the Lord knows what's happening. Um, 
I will share that in the show notes, the exact verse that really arrested my spirit that morning. But I was just so in awe that God knew. Like all along, God knew that it was Jonathan. And I didn't know. For 27 years, I didn't know it was Jonathan Lutz. But he knew. And how detailed everything was, I just was like captivated. So this is my heart posture as I'm on this walk, just to give you a little context. So I'm walking, I see this couple and they're probably like 80, late 80s. And the woman is like, has a a cane and she's holding hands to her husband and they're walking real slow, but they're on their walk. And I just feel the Holy Spirit whisper, forever does exist. And if you know part of my story, my parents are divorced. Um, my older brother is, has been divorced as well. And divorce has really like rocked my heart in a lot of ways. And I remember thinking and seeing that on that day, I remembered God's promise to me that it was going to be different. And I saw this couple and I was like, thank you, God. And so much of me, as I saw them the first time, wanted to stop them and just ask them something. But I didn't have the courage, if I'm being honest, the first time. It was when I made a U-turn to head back where I really felt the Holy Spirit say, stop and ask them their names. Stop and get to know them. And so I was like, "Mm, that's so weird, whatever. Oh, oh, well, I'm going to do it anyway. So I did it anyway, and I pressed record on my phone, so I never forget this moment. And I put the voice memo feature on, and I was like, I just don't want to forget this. And sure enough, there were parts of me leading up to that moment thinking, oh, maybe they they got remarried later in life, and they haven't actually been together for several years. And the enemy wanted to plant that little seed, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to ask anyway. So I asked, and I was like, hi, guys. Um... I just have a quick question. Like, what are your names? And the guy's name is Monty and the girl's name is Adele. And I was like, oh, Adele, like the artist. And she goes, yep, but I can't sing. And I remember telling them and I was like, I'm actually getting married today. And they were like, today? You're getting married today? And I was like, yeah, right over at Terrania. Wasn't far from it at the time. And they're like, oh, that's going to be gorgeous. Oh, honey, you're so beautiful. Which was so kind because I just woke up. I had zero makeup and lots of tears just fell from my eyes. But this woman was just like blessing me with her words. And um, I remember asking them and I was like, ask them their best piece of advice. And I was like, yes, I I saw you guys walking. And honestly, you holding hands still to this day really encouraged me, um, especially on this day that I'm getting married. Curious to know how long have y'all been together? And they said 63 years with so much joy in their voice. And then I remember asking them and I was like, do you mind sharing your best piece of advice for marriage? And the guy immediately answered and he was like, my best piece of advice is to never go to bed angry. And your grandparents have shared that that is also their best piece of advice. And they've been together for how long? At least 60. At least 60 years. And so I was like, huh, immediately thought about them because I was like, well, that must not be on accident. And then Adele seemed like the spunky one, like the guy... Monty was definitely the Jonathan and Adele. I was Adele. She was like all over the place and very energetic. And she was like, oh, my best piece of advice. She's like, oh, honey, I just married the right man. And I was like, that's amazing. And then he was like, come on, honey, what's your best piece of advice? And then she had shared and she goes, you know, I think my best piece of advice is to just have fun, to remember to just have fun with each other. And I was like, wow. If I could leave with anything, the fact that I just left with those two golden nuggets to then go start getting ready for my big day, there's nothing more than I could have asked God to give me in this moment. And so I start crying again after I say bye to them. And I'm like, God, you see me. This is amazing. I can't believe that this moment happened. And I'm driving back. Jonathan's like, how's it going? We tried to like not call each other or not obviously see each other until the moment. And so I'm like, gosh, I can't even put into words what just took place, but I can't wait to share this with him. And so all that happens, we end up, I go to breakfast with my family and Jonathan's with his family. And then um, we head to the venue and I'm just, there's so many little winks along the way. I mean, 
that it's so hard to recall every single one because there was just so many. Um, what I will share though, is that on the beach, you guys move mountains and it's a public beach. And so we had prayed one that there wouldn't be any rain and because it's December. So like it could absolutely be raining. And we're like, well, once we choose this place, we're choosing it. And so there's no turning around. Like this is in the rain. And you literally were like, well, we'll get some umbrellas. And we're like, yep, you're right. Like worst case scenario, we'll be out there with some umbrellas. We'll get it. But this day was sunny and 75, 72 to 75 degrees. I mean, you cannot have prayed for better weather. There was like not even a cloud in sight. And mind you, the next day and handful of days in LA were rainy and gloomy. So the fact that December 16th was a sliver of light and um, the weather, like, thank you, Lord, you know, and then our ceremony happened you guys all made away. The staff was so kind. I mean, I wasn't down there, but you had to move a bunch of stuff. Yeah, pretty much got down there, and, like, there was so many people down there. And then somebody was going to propose, like, an hour after we were supposed to get married. So they were already setting up for that, which they told us we weren't allowed to set up anything. So yeah. that was questionable. But uh, we got down there, and there's like, beach chairs everywhere. But the people were super nice and helped us move everything and create a little space. And then, obviously, people are nice just visiting the beach, like, not getting in the way and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. perfect. It ended up literally being perfect. And right after we said our vows, um, I feel like I don't want to skip over that so quickly. But I remember seeing Jonathan for the first time and I just start crying. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how I'm going to keep it together right now because I'm so emotional. And I start sharing my vows first and I'm unwell, I'm crying. And then Jonathan goes... <laughs> Jonathan, <laughs> do you have anything to add? No, you can you can lead it off. Okay. <laughs> Jonathan starts reading his vows, and he has to catch his breath probably for I want to say like thirty seconds. Probably longer. It's probably like a minute and a half. <laughs> okay. It's like a long pause. It was a long. I get it from my mom, so my mom's listening, and she knows it. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. We get emotional. I'm not emotional until I have to like speak publicly yes. with it. So about, about something you care. About. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I don't get emotional a lot, like in the moment, rarely ever. But then, like, if I'm put on the spot and have to speak in front of people and like about somebody specifically, that's yeah. yeah. You uh, you felt that one. So he begins reading his vows, and it's like a couple words, pause, one word, pause, and then a whole pause. And I just held his arm, and I was like, Lord, you're going to finish this. You're going to read this. There was a part of me that I was like, he's going he's gonna to read this. He's going to finish this. And you did. <laughs> I hope so. And so after a minute and a half, which mind you, if you sit in a minute and a half in silence with everyone staring at you, it feels like a while. Um, but I was so grateful that he did do that because in those moments while I was waiting to hear what he was going to say, I felt like, again, the Holy Spirit was whispering, like, this is what you prayed for. Like a man who would feel, a man who loves deeply, like all of those little things. And so again, the way the Lord just wove everything into that day, the moment that we said, I do dolphins, literally as the sun's setting right bef like behind us, tons of them, tons of them. I don't know if I've ever seen a dolphin in LA at LA beaches before. And so I was like, what in the world? This is crazy. Um, and all of our families turning, seeing it too. And they're like, oh my gosh, it just was sweet and like so special. And so Jonathan and I have our killer photo shoot, which I'll share more photos of by the time this episode releases. You could probably see them on my Instagram. Um, but we end up going to the dinner spot. And again, just the favor, like the day was wrapped in favor. You guys, the venue told us in the email that there was strict timelines. We had to be in at six, out by eight. 801 is like a $150 charge. And so we're like, all right, we're going to get our family out by like 750. But when our family went up there before we did, 
they literally just opened up the room early. They also said that there's no time limit. Stay as long as you guys want. It's just y'all in this room. And the service was just next level. Like every single person we met was so kind. I cannot give Terrania Resort like a bigger shout out. I wish I was sponsored, but maybe one day for an anniversary it will be. Um, but this the whole resort was just, it felt like I was in Hawaii and um, it was just stunning. And by the very end of the dinner, uh, we had our brothers both give like the sweetest speeches, both of which cried. I mean, crying just runs in both of our families. <laughs> we just, I feel like love and care really deep. And so it just hits different. Um, but that was such a special piece. The food was fire. Um, it was just really special having both of our families in a room together. And by the end, it was Christmas time, mind you, December 16th, there were carolers who were live, who were singing a cappella. And it was like a group of... Probably like 10. 6, 10? Yeah. 8 to 10. 8, eight to 10 people. Like, mind you, they look like they walked out of a Disneyland movie, like Disney movie. They're dressed head to toe, all looking like they go together and singing table to table in the main restaurant. And so we were like, what in the world? Like, what's that noise? That's so cool. We turn over. They're singing to each table. And I was like, I wonder if they'll come in here. They end up coming in here, all right. And they line up all around our whole room and they go in and she was like, oh my gosh, congratulations, honey. The main girl's grabbing me and Jonathan, having a whole moment. And she just starts singing our own, like she serenaded us. She sang like a congratulations made from scratch song. She went off. Sis went off. She was like, congratulations. Something like that. Let me not, yeah, let me not um, blow out your speakers wherever you're listening to this. But they were so talented. And honestly, that was like a pinch me moment. Like I felt like I was sitting in the middle of a movie the whole time that they were singing and looking around at my family. Just all of us were just in awe. Like what is happening right now? And so that was so sweet. And just the entire day, you guys, was everything that I could have asked for, everything that I could have prayed for and more. And I think that's just how good God is. Like we have these desires on our hearts and he sees all of them. Even the small ones that maybe just don't make a lot of sense, but he knows how much they bring us joy. He sees them and he definitely saw them on that day. And that that's our wedding story. So. Wow. Great. 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 <laughs> Great job. So, so I have a couple questions here that uh, the community has wrote in to ask us. And so if you want to pick one, we'll just do a few and we'll kind of rapid fire-ish them. So right. answer them. See if I can read your handwriting. You can. Best piece of advice for newly engaged couple. Wow. Interesting question, eh? Go there. Nah, you, you lead off. I'll go second. <laughs> okay, I wanted to think about mine first and get inspired by yours. But best piece of advice for an engaged couple. I would say, hopefully you've done this even before you're engaged, but talk through the hard things. Like, ask the hard questions beforehand. And bring everything to the table. I think that that's one of the things that I have loved most about Jonathan is that he has been honest and steady from the gate. Like, and anything that I say has always been received with love. So that's the other thing that I would share um, for an engaged couple, whether you're the wife or the husband, like receive things in love, speak in love with truth, and you just won't be lost in that. So I think that would be my best piece of It's good. It's good. I was thinking a little bit more, a uh, little bit more, I guess practical might be the word, but um, don't get upset or frustrated with planning a wedding or allow that to like take away from your life before the day. Uh, I would say she was a lot more stressed than I was, but um, yeah, just not letting like all the tasks get you frustrated. Because that just 
doesn't make sense, right? To be upset about something you're celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. And you grounded me in that more times than I can count. So (laughs) thank you so much. (laughs) I definitely got frazzled throughout the process, but I feel like that's the woman's tendency. She was doing more than me too, so. True. Thank you. Um, Okay. Next one is what was your season of singleness like? What was it like? Well, for me, it was busy because I just fill all my free time with work. And yeah, so a lot of work, a lot of self-development. So that I think that's an important thing to know. Like sing, uh, my entire life. <laughs> so I like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I didn't date like consistently or anything. I never actually dated anyone. I obviously went on dates and stuff like that. But um, yeah, like focused on working on myself and becoming the best version of me because you're not going to just find an amazing person and be a, I don't know how to better say this, crappy person. You can't just be like a, a subpar person and expect somebody else who's above average, you know? So for me, it was about becoming the best version of me. Um, also setting myself up financially so that way I could like not stress and that was obviously amazing for us like while we were first together we were able to go to New York and we were able to go to California and go on trips and things and I wasn't stressed out about that and obviously buy a ring too so work invest in business myself that's it I mean, Jonathan literally did everything that you should do, which is so encouraging. And I'm so grateful you're my husband. Um, But my my season of singleness, I think, had obviously a bunch of different waves. And you listen to every episode of that show and you can understand like the different waves. But I'm going to speak closest to that year and a half before I met Jonathan and just moving to Nashville. I really began to listen to the Holy Spirit moving here and there were certain whispers, things as small as, and this is going to touch on Jonathan's point so much, but there were like when I first moved to Nashville, sometimes I would sleep with dishes in the sink and there was one particular night where I was washing dishes at the sink, just me by myself, not dating anyone where I just felt the Holy Spirit say like, will you be a wife who leaves dishes in the sink? And what that meant more to me was whatever you're doing now, you will begin to do in a marriage. You will begin to do as a mother. Are you proud? Are you happy with those habits? Are you happy with all of those things? And I was not. And I was like, Frick, I want to be the wife that puts the dishes away. And it's crazy because now we live together. And that's something that you've highlighted. Like you put the dishes up as soon as you wake up. And I was like, it's so funny because a year and a half ago, that wasn't me, but it was a habit that I wanted to install before I was a wife. And so that's the question that you have to ask yourself in signalness. I think it's so easy as Christians and as people who are consuming content and just out and about like, oh, I want my husband to be 6'2 and have a hundred K in his bank account and read his Bible every day and work out every day and all these things. And then you ask yourself, oh, but what are you doing? Like, are you doing all those things to be that person? Because if the question is no, if the answer is no, then man, we got to, we got to lift that mirror up. So I think that that would be our approach to this question. And it's probably not what you expected, but the fact that we're aligned, on it makes sense that we're together. So there's that. Look at the rain coming down in the background. This is like the Lord set this up. Wow, it's raining outside right now, and you got to look on YouTube to check it out. But, all right, let's do two more. So, um, just... All right, let's see what we got. How was your transition in dating? Decipher that as you may. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you think? You go first. Okay. 
the transition in dating. So dating to engage to married. Honestly, I get this question even now, like how is marriage? And I always tell people this, like it's pretty much the same <laughs> as before. We were so used to cooking dinner together and like doing the dishes. We had a, a structure for like cooking and cleaning and um, like just a system for things. And so that way we didn't have to like learn that as we transition through phases. So obviously the transition from engagement to marriage uh, can be hard. I think for a lot of people, for us, I don't feel like it was very hard. We just are around each other a little bit more because we're sleeping in the same bed. So yeah, I think that that's the only difference. Yeah. And then, yeah, I feel like besides that, we just had a, a pretty good system for things. So it was, it was pretty, pretty seamless. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, and just to reiterate what he's saying too, like our schedules are both remote and we work for ourselves. So there's a lot of flexibility. So most of our days we were spending together. And so literally like when we weren't engaged or married, he, Jonathan would literally come over in the morning and sometimes we'd even have breakfast together and then I'd work out and then we'd co-work or like work at our separate things then come together for lunch, eat lunch together, then work some more, come together for dinner and then he would leave at 9 p.m. The only difference now is that he doesn't leave and that is my favorite part. So there's that. All right. Boom. Boom, baby. Bringing the people what they want to hear. Last question. Um is what's something God spoke slash confirmed to you leading up to marriage? Spoke slash confirmed. You go first. Let me think. No, I need to go last because I put an asterisk on this one because... So she's she was faking the pull a random one out of the basket. <laughs> she pulled a special one out. Say the question again one more time for me. What's something God spoke slash confirmed to you leading up to marriage? Mm, spoke slash confirmed. So when I think about something that was like con- a confirmation, I don't necessarily have like a specific thing. I don't have like a, oh, this is, if this doesn't happen, then we're not getting married or I need this to happen in order to get married, right? So I don't know if that's what the, the question's implying, that's kind of the way I read it, but I would say for uh, just in general, like uh, a thing I would look for in terms of a confirmation was just the alignment of the process of, of getting married. So what I mean by that is like us being intentional with doing things before getting engaged, like we were reading books together and being intentional with not just jumping into it without thinking about it so I don't know if that was a, like a confirmation but that was something I would hope for yeah. and obviously look for no that's good um so just want to make sure you can hear me <clears throat> so I need to read the question back too because I'm forgetting just a little background there's a lot of technical difficulties <laughs> that are happening with um this podcast episode but by the grace of God, we're gonna finish i feel like the enemy doesn't want this message to go out so we're gonna keep on going and do all the different things we're just a little caught in having to rewire our thoughts um okay so i need to see this question again what's something god spoke slash confirmed you leading up to marriage like I said at the top of the episode, I do agree. I think women tend to do this a bit more. That's probably like our romanticism that comes out where we just are hopeful with more specific things. And speaking of which, when we were moving, I came across this notebook that I had written in and I wish I had dated it, but I did not date it. But I do remember that it was in the season where Mama Cindy gave us this journal And she had mentioned that I want you girls to just write down, like these were one of the prompts that she had told us with nothing more than just sharing this. I just want you to write down like as many things that come to mind that you are believing God will do. Just write it down. And it was at that season and point in my life where I shared this on the podcast before, but there was a year where I had a 
yearly reflection that I do with the goal planner where it has you assess different like aspects of the wheel of life and relationships I felt like needed to be like number one and it was never number one because I always wanted to focus on work or just different things like that but I knew in my heart of hearts that I'd been saying that I wanted to be in a relationship for so long but my heart wasn't open my heart didn't line up with what my mouth was saying and so it was in those couple of months before I had met Jonathan in August of 22 I think um, where I felt like I was working with the Lord on healing my heart in a lot of ways because I had said things that I don't mean and just different things like that when it comes to love. And so while God was healing my heart, I remember picking up this journal right here and writing in it. And you haven't seen this yet, but prepare to be mind blown. <laughs> I wrote down, and for those of y'all who are watching on YouTube, our camera overheated, so now we're on iPhone, but it's being recorded, and right here it says, Jesus, I'm believing you, and since this was the year that I was prioritizing being in a relationship, all of this testifies to the goodness of God, but I decided that all of my points were going to be about my future husband, like I just wanted to believe that he was all these things. And so I'm going to read a few. And um, yeah. <laughs> One. What? Get after it. Let's hear it. One. I'm believing in a kingdom marriage. One that makes hell tremble as we walk together. Two. I'm believing for my kingdom husband. A man who dies to himself daily to Christ and puts others before himself. Three, I'm believing my husband will be 6'1 with brunette hair and light eyes. Four, I'm believing that he comes from an incredible family rooted in tradition and love. Five, I'm believing my husband prays before every meal, that he is the last to start and the first to help. Six, I'm believing that my husband has fatherhood so deep within his DNA that he shares... I can't read my own handwriting there, that he's something when he looks at our children. Um, I'm believing that I'm married to a generous man, a man that puts no bounds of 10%, but leads with love and invites the Holy Spirit into his giving. Eight, I'm believing, nine, I'm believing that my brothers love him just as much as me and take him in as their own. And you guys, there's so many, there's 27. I don't want to read all of them. Um, but just proclamations of so many different things that I was believing for in you and even one of these too like I'm believing that he's strong courageous gentle and loving with him I feel safe there are so many parts of this that I was reading across when we were moving and I was like oh my gosh this is another one I have to share 24 I'm believing that he champions me makes me a better speaker podcaster CEO and mama and all of these things you have done, and I don't want to cry because this is not my vows, but um, is that not wild? That, that is wild. <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy. You'll have to read all of them. Um, I don't feel ready to share absolutely all of them because some of them are like a bit more intimate. But again, I think that when we just get specific, and be bold enough to ask God. I was reading through the relationship principles with Jesus with my book club. And that's one of the chapters alone is ask. Like ask God for specific things. And it's not to say that you have this crazy list, right? Like if Jonathan wasn't 6'1 and didn't have dark hair and light eyes, would I not like talk to him because he wasn't those things? No, I was open. And I, that's the heart posture. It's constantly praying and inviting the Holy Spirit in to reveal to you the clarity. And that's what I was doing at every turn. And imperfectly, by the way, like very imperfectly, Jonathan knows that just so many like hard days and whatever. But that has always been what I've reached for. And to now like walk in the fruit of so many of these answered prayers, like I just feel so grateful, so, so grateful. And now we get to build a life together. God's good. God is good. God is so good. So to wrap this 
incredibly long episode because we've been sitting here for three hours, but it's about one hour on the clock here. Um, the final question that I ask every guest typically on That's Joy is what does joy mean to you? Jonathan's answered that now in two different versions, but I came up with a third. And since he is my guest on this show, um, Jonathan, what does joy in marriage look like to you? Mm, mm, a little change up on me. <laughs> Didn't prepare me for that one either. Normally she sends that question, I think. <laughs> Normally her guests know that question. So what does joy look like in a marriage? Uh, I guess it kind of goes back to understanding like what joy means. Obviously it's not being happy all the time and everything being amazing all the time. So that's not it. Um, but I would say joy in marriage. Uh, obviously we're fresh. So take this with a grain of salt. So I, yeah, we're two months in. So we'll take this, uh, with a grain of salt. (laughs) As of now, this is what my answer is. Joy would look like, um, just appreciating like the mundane things, being able to like appreciate all the little stuff, just being able to spend time together at night. Like normally I would go home and go to bed. So yeah, Yeah. finding kind of not missing out on those things. I kind of relate it to how it's easy for us to forget all the ways God blesses us through like all the little things that we take for granted. Not letting that happen. Good. That's one of my favorite things about marriage is being able to do all those little things together, like even grocery shopping, like just the little things, going on a walk after dinner, playing pool, all of it. So that's good. That's some good golden nuggets. Um, okay, if people want to know you more, maybe they want to hear about what you get to do for work, plug into amazing content. I mean, I'm not the only host here. Jonathan is the host of his own podcast show. Give us the tea on all of that. And- yeah, so podcast Health Minds by Jonathan Lutz. Um, yeah, talking about health, fitness, nutrition, mindset. Really, my goal isn't to talk about anything specific, but just broadly health and becoming the best version of yourself. So that's the podcast. You can get that on Spotify, Apple, or you can just follow me on Instagram. Let's Jonathan underscore for daily content, posting one to two times a day in my stories on the daily. And then all my links are in there. And yeah, that's the, the links. If you're interested in fitness, help coaching, I've already coached multiple people from that's joy, which has been amazing. Yeah, shout out to, to everybody who's hopped on to coaching. Some of the best clients, so fun to work with. But yeah, if you want to take your health and fitness to the next level, just reach out to me on Instagram and I'll help you for free if you ask me questions. So. If you ask him questions, but it's not for free. Yeah. Just want to yeah. put that out there. Clarify, I do this for a living. So. But if you ask me questions in my DMs, I will help you as much as I can for free. Does that that joy discount um, expire? Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll keep it. Going. Oh, come on, fam! <laughs> so if that is of interest of you, my goodness, I cannot say enough good things about just hiring a nutrition coach and making yourself a priority. All right, you guys, if there was a certain part of this episode that you loved, if you want us to have more relationship episodes in the future, or if you want Jonathan back on for anything, I'd love to hear what you love most about it. You can text me at 615-813-4813 and I'll hit you back. And if you're not following me on social yet, you can follow me at C-C-A-L-B-O-N-E-R-O on Instagram and on TikTok. And you can follow That's Joy the Podcast on both of those as well. If you have not yet joined the Joy Corner, you should subscribe to my weekly newsletter. We're doing a lot of action to grow all the things because we have a lot of upcoming announcements that are coming. Announcement. Can't forget that one. Um, Just throughout this year. And so in order to stay plugged into that, sign up for the newsletter and you won't miss a beat. And 
If you have not yet subscribed, rated, or left a review for that joy, it'd be in the world if you took two minutes after this episode to go do that. That is one of the biggest ways that you can bless podcasters. So drop the five stars on Spotify, then head over to Apple Podcasts, even if you don't listen there, and write in a little review on Apple Podcasts. It means so much. So thank you for doing that. And before I say this, we've got a little announcement. Jonathan, I'm reeling you back in. The announcement is we are launching an Instagram together. That's right. We're launching an Instagram together. Jonathan, what is it called? Flexible Foodies. What? It's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be amazing content, obviously. CC heading it off with the the aesthetics and all the stuff that you girlies like. Yes. And then we'll be doing fitness, health, nutrition, yeah. all the stuff. Lifestyle. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. You better tune in. Yeah, tune in and follow that account. We will be dropping it and launching it officially on March 1st. But the account is open. It's live. So by the time you're listening to this, you can go ahead and hit follow. That way you don't miss a beat on all the things. I mean, healthy recipes. It's going to be a scope into our life really is what it is. We live this way. We eat this way all of our lives. And so you guys will just get that final behind the scenes more than just our personal stories where we really want to equip you with the tools to hopefully live the same, if better, if not better. So come follow us at Flexible Foodies and um, we can't wait to get this journey started together. Um, The last thing that I'll say that I never leave in that joy episode without saying is that if you even have the smallest desire to meet the creator of the universe, or if you've already been saved but you aren't really free, I want to invite you to sit at the table of plenty with me and so many others. I'm telling you, there's abundance here. There's an overflow here, and there's so much joy here. I'm here to tell you that God is for you. All you have to do is invite him into your heart right now. He's waiting for you. He wants to meet with you, and friend, I'm so proud of you. If you just made this decision, I'd love to know you. Shoot me a text to that number in the show notes so I can pray for you. I love y'all so much. Jonathan loves y'all so much. And until next time, we'll talk to y'all next time. Thanks for being here.